You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for Tauntauns and Twinks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey baby, what's going on? This is my microphone voice. Where do you buy those at? I need one. But, but I was like, in my head, I'm like, I can totally Superboy Prime punch this so it makes sense, <laughs> you know? I have a headset, it looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. Grimlock, I told you to take care of things while I was gone. <laughs> we do a podcast? What the fuck? That's right, Slimer. Hey, folks, how you doing this week? Uh, we are back here on the Fan Holes Podcast, bringing you fun, entertaining things to talk about every week, whether it be a sidecast or, as I've said many times, the mainstay of the Fan Holes Continuum, the podcast proper. Uh, this week, we're kind of having a light crew this week. We've got some uh, members who are off doing some things, uh, extracurricular activities, but that's okay. We still got a lot of the main roster on deck. Uh, I want to go ahead and uh, shout out for the people who are here. I am Tony Chainclaw, and to give you a hint of what we may be talking about this week, I came, I saw, and I kicked its ass. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek WC. I have been slimed. <laughs> hey, this is Grimlock the Traveler, Grimlock the Destructor. <laughs> Oh, okay. In case you guys could not get those obvious, obvious hints, which I hope you did. I really do. Um, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters this week. Um, I don't want to go too much into it because we're going to be doing kind of like a huge, giant-ass roundtable, so we'll probably hit on a lot of this stuff anyway. To give you a little bit of background, um, basically Ghostbusters, for those who are not in the know, and I don't know how you couldn't be, it's one of those quintessential 80s iconic films. Uh, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, just a whole huge cast of Gorney Weaver. You you had a big cast <clears throat> doing some great stuff. It was mainly a comedy, but it also had a lot of supernatural Ghostbusters uh, themes, had science fiction with how they combated the ghosts, actually had a love story kind of, you know, tweaked in there a little bit between Sigourney Weaver's character and... Uh, Dana! <laughs> Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> there is no Dana, there is only Zul. <laughs> okay, Zuli. <laughs> I always liked it when she slammed the door first time, and she's like, Are you the gatekeeper? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's, like I said, it's an iconic film. It really is, like, right up there with such fair as Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Back to the Future, uh, other films, like, like, I mean, even, like, comedies, like, you know, Breakfast Club. So it, it, it holds that same, like, nostalgic place. If it's on, you just want to watch it. It's just so good. 
Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about like the other influences it's had in the media. We're going to, of course, talk about Ghostbusters 2. There have been comics. There's been video games. There's been toy lines. There's been cartoons. Dogs yeah. and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. I've exactly. lost the capacity for rational thought. <laughs> it's looking at me, Ray. Oh. <laughs> Basically, this thing is, 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 is amazing how much of a juggernaut it is, considering that really there hasn't been a whole lot of newer stuff lately. I mean, there's been games here and there. There's been a comic book series and stuff, but it's just so well-loved by the fans. You, you just can't stop. You know, you know, I ain't afraid of no damn ghosts, and that's what we're going to talk about this week is Ghostbusters. Just, I, I would hate to use this word because it sounds over hyper, uh, hyperbolic, but... Uh, it's a phenomenon, you know. People really dig this this story and these characters, so we're just going to jump right into it. I'm I'm going to kind of like, oh, go ahead, Derek. I was just, you mean hyperbole? Or? And I was going to, it's like it's a, there is actually a I I see a way of saying it, but I, I know hyperbolic is actually a chamber that you sleep in when you don't want to die. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of like what I said. I just cannot say it correctly. The word I'm thinking of, <laughs> the word you are using, I do not think it means what you think it does. Uh, <laughs> it's like the tr- Triassic period, maybe. Yes, yeah, exactly. Triassic period. <laughs> I, I was actually waiting for somebody to call me out on it because I was like, I know I just didn't say that right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm I'm just gonna say stuff now. When when I when I hear it, I'm gonna stop and go. It's hyperbole. <laughs> That's so hyperbolic how you said that. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be like Vin Diesel and uh, and and drive straight off the cliff and then jump out of the car and let the car hit the water and then magically fly out of the car. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I'm just going to put the brakes on and not go over the cliff. That's what I'm going to do from now. On. I'm going to stop this shit right here, right now. I'm uh, Winston Zettimore, Yana. But I've only been with the company for a couple of weeks. But I got to tell you, these things are real. Since I joined these men, I have seen shit that'll turn you white. I think the best way to kind of start this off, and, and we'll, we'll go, we're, this is going to be such a random, like, kind of rambling topic because we're all going to come up with memories and stuff. So I, I figured to start off with, like, the best memory, kind of like how we did with the Transformers movie. Uh, you don't have to remember the first time you saw it, but can you remember, like, the, the time you saw Ghostbusters and you remember, like, a lot of it, like, you know, kind of like, you know, what you enjoyed, what you were like, you know, what made you go, oh, shit, uh, love me some Ghostbusters. I mean, whoever would like to start off, we've only got, like I said, two others besides me tonight, so, like, Derek or Justin, whoever wants to pipe up, just shoot it on out there, man. I'll go with It's you. weird. <laughs> I, I, it, well, for me, it's like it's like the movie was, was when I was, you know, came out when I was pretty young, so I don't know that I have a, a specific memory of, like, going to the theater and seeing it, even though I know I did. I, I, I remember that was kind of like kind of like what you're talking about. It, it kind of came out during that time frame of, of movies that, I guess, I, I think if you were a kid when you grew up then, it's like that you kind of hold those movies to... Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're suspended, you know, like they're, they're, you know, uh, heightened, you know, type movies where it's like, you know, movies like James Cameron's Aliens, you know, I remember like that summer was a big deal and Ghostbusters is kind of the same way, you know, it was like one of those big movies and, you know, everybody saw it and that kind of thing. And then I think what sort of, uh, you know, solidified the movie for me after that was, you know, they had the real Ghostbusters cartoon. You know, and I would watch that every Saturday morning. So those two things kind of, you know, nailed the coffin, you know, 
uh, in the wall, you know, for me, where I was like, oh, this movie's funny, and I enjoy all the characters and everything like that, and then, uh, and then they had, you know, every week, you know, you would sort of relive that, you know, on Saturday morning. I mean, that was something where, I, you know, that was back when I was waking up in my pajamas and I was oh, yeah, a little get kid. A, get, and, get a big bowl of cereal and plop it You know, and, and, and yeah. watching, you know, ABC or whatever it was and watching those all the time. And then, you know, and then, and then you know, peripheral stuff. You know, like, you know, you go out and buy the action figures and the toys and stuff like that. So, I mean, all those things. I mean, when when the movie was released on DVD, uh, you know, I remember being excited about that too, and I, I went and bought the I, I bought the first DVD. I, you couldn't you couldn't twist my arm to get me to buy the second movie because I'm not a big fan of it. But I bought the first one, and I was like super excited about that. And then um, and uh, you know I you know I, it was kind of neat because I think that was back when for me when when. I first got a DVD player, so it was like, to me, like, listening to the audio commentary, I think they had it sort of like Mystery Science Theater 3000, where Harold Ramis and some other guys nice. were, were, you know, they, they you saw their little shadows, you know, as they were doing the, the commentary on the, the film and stuff like that, so I thought that was kind of neat, and I was, you know, was, I was getting into the DVD technology for the first time and all that kind of stuff, so, like, that was, that was, like, a fun experience for me, and then I remember, like, years later, they re-released it, and I conned uh, a buddy of mine into buying Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2, because he's like, oh, yeah, I should, I should buy this, this is a classic movie, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, buy this one, because it's got episodes of the real Ghostbusters on it, and he went, Really? He's like, I shouldn't just buy this one. And I'm like, no, 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 get the two pack with number one, <laughs> number two, and the cartoon episodes. You know, and he's like, oh, you're, you're okay. Trying to be cool about it, but in the back of your head, you're like, cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, and then, then we went home, and he's like, so you want to watch the movies? I'm like, no, 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 we're gonna watch the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny. But, yeah. um, I was gonna actually, I was gonna ask you this uh, since we are talking about the movie first. Um, I know, I know, you're, 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 you know, in the biz, sir. I know you've done some acting and whatnot. Um, as, as, as from that standpoint, from, you know, learning a lot of stuff from, you know, working on projects and whatnot, uh, did you kind of grow to appreciate the movie maybe a little bit more as you got older with like how it, what I was talking about earlier, how it kind of wove a lot of different genres into one, one flick? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting to listen to the the audio commentary on stuff like that, because it seems like a lot of people like, and, and I guess today, like, I guess it, it seems like there's lots of... I guess what I call like gross humor or, you know, to me, not funny humor. Maybe um, you'd call it like uh, Freudian humor or or psychological. I don't know what kind of, you know, it's just just weird kind of stuff. You know, stuff like I I don't think certain stuff is that funny today. Um, But a lot of the stuff that they did, you know, it's like you could tell, like, it's not just a a two-hour SNL skit either. You know, it's like they, they created a world and put people in it and things are funny, but it's not just, you know, kind of like a, a two hour long skit or something that has a lot of, you know, Oh, well, I drank a cup of shit. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, it's like funny stuff where, you know, Peter Venkman has lots of witty lines, you know, it's like even, you know, Harold Ramis, you know, uh, you know, it, even though he's, you know, conceivably the straight man, you know, he can deliver these lines and deadpan kind of style that are really, hilarious and then of course you know um dan Aykroyd, you know kind of plays that naive innocent wide-eyed kind of you know new looking person to the whole you know he gets excited over everything so you know they had a good 
a good Trump variant with those three guys, and then they throw in Ernie Hudson just to be kind of like the down-to-earth guy that's like, what the hell is all this crazy shit, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I think it worked pretty well in terms of, like, the, the casting and, and then also the, the, the threat to the Ghostbusters, you know? Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's not like it was... There, there were things like, you know, the, you know, the scary dogs, you know, or whatever, where I guess if you're a kid, you know, that might have been sort of scary for some people, you know, like watching Rick Moranis getting eaten by a dog or whatever. Hey, but I, then eventually it, it becomes him, you know, so in that respect, you know, and then they do like the Stay Puft Marshmallow thing and all that stuff. So in some ways, like, there, there's stuff where it's, it's heavy at points, but it kind of diffuses itself into that that kind of comedy and it, it, it takes a lot of skill to sort of weave back and forth between the genres like that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, you, you know, yeah, it, even, it's even impressive. Only Rick, only Rick Moranis could pull off the scene where he's being chased by the demon hellhound, big hulking brute of a demon. And he's like backed up against a restaurant, uh, window where everybody ignores after he gets almost eaten. And he, his only line is, you know, Good doggy, nice doggy, stay doggy. <laughs> and he, he sells it perfectly, like he he is actually thinking this could maybe work, so he can escape. <laughs> right. What about you, uh, Justin? Like, I mean, like I said, it doesn't have to be the first time he saw it. Like, like Derek said, this movie is just so ingrained in our, like, you know, I guess lives in a way. Like, you can just talk about the first time he saw it that you actually remembered it really well, or just like what it kind of gave you. Like he was talking about the cartoon and stuff. Um, I think my first memories are just seeing the movie poster, you know, that original one sheet of just, you know, the no ghost symbol. Um, in the, I guess, you know, later 80s when it came out on VHS, only because uh, my uncle used to own a video store. So we would go down there and, you know, uh, borrow some uh, cartoons or some movies or something like Predator or whatever was, you know, coming out at the time. But I can remember seeing that one sheet and just being like, well, what, what's this? Is this some kind of, you know, scary, you know, poltergeist kind of? Yeah. yeah, I was like, is this kind of like poltergeist? Is this, uh, is this like Casper the Ghost? Like, what is this? And I don't have, like, a particular memory or anything of just seeing the movie, but I remember, like, certain scenes as a child, just, you know, like, to me, like, the state of Marshmallow Man at the end was just the greatest thing ever at that point because, you know, I, I loved monsters. I loved giant monsters, whether it was King Kong or Godzilla. So I was just like, holy crap. I was like, how are these guys with their little laser sticks, how are they going to beat this giant <laughs> Marshmallow Man? I was like, wow, like, this is the best movie ever made. Um, and then after that. It's just like, you know, Ray, what did you do? It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then after that, like uh, I think I said this on the '80s uh, podcast we did, but uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon was like the first, you know, I guess uh, franchise that I really got into as a child. Like I, I really latched onto that because I, as a kid, I was already interested in the paranormal and you know ghosts and all that kind of stuff. So you know that kind of furthered me along that, and I had you know just. Not every toy from the toy line, but I've had you know most most of the toys and accessories and things. So um, that's just kind of where I went from that. I, I don't think I remember seeing the movie fully until you know a few years after the cartoon. But uh, uh, Ghostbusters yeah. two, 
was the first live-action movie I saw in the theater. So I, I guess that's kind of why I don't hate on Ghostbusters 2 as much as some people do. Like I, I know it's not as good as the original movie, but I, I still enjoy it, and that's that's probably why I enjoy it so much. Is because you know I, I can remember being a little kid and just being like, wow, I'm watching the Ghostbusters at the theater. I'm like, holy crap! There's a Statue of Liberty that's walking, you know, because <laughs> you know, again, it's another kind of giant thing moving, uh, moving like in my head. I was just like, uh-huh. it's like it's a robot, you know. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, this love is lifting me higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, um, uh, the positive thing I can say about Ghostbusters Two is I, I love the Bobby Brown song. Um, that was like the, the <laughs> coolest thing to come out of Ghostbusters Two for me because oh, no. we were. I think I think it's because I really love the Ghostbusters and I was excited about the sequel that I was so disappointed with it. Like because I think I, just to put it in a frame of context that hopefully people will understand. It's not like I'm bashing you know Ghostbusters or anything because I do like Ghostbusters. It's just that. Like, it's the same thing for me with, like, the Alien movies. It's like Alien and Aliens set the bar so high. And oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, same way to me. And, and to an extent, I really, really like the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And I wouldn't say it's, like, on the same level as, like, James Cameron's Aliens. I'd say it's more like Alien, Aliens, and then I read the Dark Horse comic books from, you know, you know the first couple miniseries. And they had Newton Hicks, you know, and it was like their continuing adventures and everything. And I was pretty into that, too. And I thought, hey, this is this is pretty neat. And then Alien 3 came out and they're like, fuck you. Newton Hicks are dead. Uh, <laughs> Ripley's head's getting shaved. And then she fucking dies. Fuck you. And I was here's like, a, here's a dog. Oh. <laughs> you know, and I was just kind of like, you know, and that was like, I hate this. Like, I can't stand this. The editing's too quick and choppy, and the movie sucks, except for Charles S. Dutton. I was about to say, Charles like, S. Dutton. And, and I was like, other than that, this movie blows, you know? And and then I was like, you know, for for you know Ghostbusters, it was kind of similar. It was like, I was like, Ghostbusters set the bar really high. This movie's awesome. I saw the real Ghostbusters. I think uh, I'll just go into this, but my my favorite episodes were, uh, you know, when Halloween was forever with Sam Hain. And, uh, you know, I always thought that was a cool look, whether it's like Lord Pumpkin from the Ultraverse, but a dude with a big pumpkin on his head that's evil. Like, I don't know why, but I, I, I appreciate that aesthetic almost as much as I do like something like Ghost Rider. Like, I think it's really cool. Um, you know, I like stuff like Jack-O-Lantern from the Spider-Man comics or whatever, stuff like that. Um, and so, like... I was actually uh, thinking today, uh, Derek, uh, just not to cut you off, but it's in the, yeah, same, yeah. the same tone. I was actually thinking today, it was actually when I was coming home from work, if they do do make do do he if they make <laughs> Ghost, <laughs> if they make Ghostbusters three, which I do hope they do, um, I was actually thinking if they could kind of update it and still keep that kind of same look. The only other villain besides Gozer that actually ever hit me as a really good Ghostbusters villain is Sam Hain. Yeah, like I, I mean, I, I sort of, I was rewatching some of my, you know, the episodes that I really liked, which was one of those. And then what kind of struck me funny was when I was watching the episode. It's like it, they explain how you know Halloween is derived from Scottish and Irish lore, and like even even the character's voice, you know, he does kind of have a little lilt in his voice where he's like, you know, come to me, you know, and like you can sort of hear it where he's like, oh, you've been hanging out with the mortals. 
you know, yeah. and you're just kind of like, oh, I can kind of hear that, you know, in the back of his voice and everything, you know, and, uh, you know, because he's ragging on Slimer for, you know, hanging out with the, uh, with the, the real Ghostbusters or whatever. But like, I always thought that was kind of cool. And then I guess to, to segue back into uh, Ghostbusters 2, for me, what was the real Ghostbusters 2 was uh, my other favorite episode, which was the Citizen Ghost. Which basically, like, yeah. in the real Ghostbusters continuity, it sort of explains, like, what happens right after Ghostbusters and, you know, how they're all covered in the, the marshmallow ooze and everything. And Egon saying how, you know, they're covered in ectoplasmic, you know, residue and Peter's got to get rid of it, but he doesn't. And he puts it by the new containment unit. And then they all turn it, you know, the old suits, you know, become these, you know, basically, you know, mirror universe, anti-life, you know, hard light ghost opposites of the Ghostbusters and they fight them. And it kind of explains how Slimer had been hanging around the firehouse and how, you know, he's, you know, basically, you know, sort of fell in, yeah. yeah, he, he fell in love with all the, the Ghostbusters and wanted to sort of sacrifice himself to help save Ray and everybody else. And that's how he became basically, you know, part of the, the family, you know, and that was the explanation for that. And so to me, that all sort of, clicked in my head where I was like, okay, this all makes sense. And I, you know, basically I took that as, you know, it, it wasn't like, you know, I sort of, I didn't really separate anything. You know, to me, they were all the same thing, you know, the cartoon and the, the movie, the first movie. So that, you know, when I saw Ghostbusters 2, you know, it already started out like Alien 3 did to me where, you know, how they're kind of like, fuck you, Newton Hicks are dead. And I kind of went, well, wait, they grew up and they had adventures and, you know, I was all kind of shattered, you know, as, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I must have been like 11 or 12 or I don't know, whenever that came out, you know, and I was just kind of like in my head, I'm like, well, wait, there's, you know, and, and, and then, you know, with Ghostbusters 2, it was kind of the same thing. I was probably a little younger, but it was like, you know, kind of like they're basically like, yeah, nobody believed the Ghostbusters after the first movie. They thought it was all a hoax and they just entertain at children's parties and i went whoa 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 yeah, like they saved no i'm like they saved new york from ghosts like at least you know 165 times or as many episodes <laughs> as there were of the cartoon you are uh, you are incredibly wrong movie you're just <laughs> wrong you know and so like i already kind of started with that kind of you know, mentality. So I guess, you know, maybe I didn't give it a fair shake or whatever, but you know, like that, that was kind of my attitude when I was watching it. And then of course, like most sequels, you know, like alien to aliens, they try to up the stakes, you know, and, you know, in the case of, of, you know, the original movie alien and then aliens, it's like, okay, well now we've got a whole horde of aliens and we've got a queen and she's badass. And, you know, it was like all that stuff worked, you know, it took stuff to a new heightened level and everything. But to me, like they tried to add new stuff to Ghostbusters, but I, I mean, my, my buddy wrote a video game blog about it. And, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of refer to, uh, the new cannons that the Ghostbusters use as the cum cannons, because that's kind of, <laughs> it's basically like what they were to me, like where I was like, okay, they shoot out like, you know, big pink ooze and then it makes people move and go crazy, you know, whatever. And then you got to sing to it and make love to it so that, you know, people can, you know, start moving. And then, you know, I don't know. It just, to me, it, I, I think it like, it it just broke, you know, it didn't, it didn't bend reality. It like just broke the stick of reality for me. And I wasn't, you know, at that point, like I, I didn't really take it seriously. Um, kind of like what Tony was saying, you know, like you kind of took Gozer a little more seriously 
and even Sam Hain and, and other villains like that, the, you know, Stave Puffed or whatever, you know. But uh, as far as... Um, Vigo! Yeah, Vigo, I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't handle him, man. Like I, I just, I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, you can't, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it just wasn't my thing. And uh, you know, and and then you know, I was still sort of trying to follow along. And I'm like, wait, Sigourney Weaver's got a kid, but she's not married to Bill Murray. And it was just, you know, I mean, at that time I was nine, so it was like all kinds of confusing, and you know, like just all that kind of stuff. It just didn't, didn't really add up to me. So like that, of course, was not one of my you know, more favorite movies or whatever, but, um, you know, so, so, I mean, in terms of sequelization and franchisization or whatever you want to call it, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those. Yeah, exactly. I'm not one of those people that, uh, that needs a Ghostbusters three, you know, I, I, I kind of think by this point it would be kind of like, like Indiana Jones four instead of John Rambo, you know, like, you know, like, like, <laughs> no, no, but that's just, that's just my thing. Like, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. I actually know there are that are like, you're insane. Like there needs to be a Ghostbusters three. But to me, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, keep my good memories of it and, um, you know, leave it at that, you know, like, cause even like, think about it this way. Like supposedly that movie, uh, uh, evolution with, uh, with uh, David Duchovny was supposed to be Ghostbusters three, supposedly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, I it was like it was tweaked and retweaked in development, and then eventually it was like, okay, yeah, it's not Ghostbusters. It's some other Harold Ramis movie with four crazy dudes and science and craziness and hijinks and whatever. But like, I think originally like that I that was like that movie too. <laughs> you know, so, something to do with you know Ghostbusters. So I'm like, I mean, if you like that movie, then maybe you're like you're crazy. But to me, I I I, I to me it was kind of forgettable. Like I don't really have any fond memories of it. I don't remember really enjoying it either. You know, like so I'm like if if that's how it would have, you know, I'd rather just not leave it on that kind of note. And you know, it's like to me, I can sort of revisit. The uh, old cartoons on the DVDs. Uh, like I said, I, I the one of the first DVDs I got when I got a DVD player was uh, was Ghostbusters. So you know, like those are great, and I'm happy to enjoy those. But I mean, as far as like continuing stuff, like you know, the, the, there's some interesting stuff they did in the comics, and I visit those every once in a while. But for the most part, like I'm not a big proponent or in a big hurry to see a either a remake, which would be terrible, or a, a sequel. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I'll, I'll chip in real quick, because the only negative thing I would have to say about the Ghostbusters on this uh, podcast would be Ghostbusters 2. Uh, unlike Justin, I, I kind of share Derek's opinions in a lot of ways. It's not that it's a bad movie. I mean, when you could throw it up against some really terrible movies, like, hey, I'll watch Ghostbusters 2 over Ghost Rider any day. But uh, at the same time... You know, it, it, it's a word that's been thrown around before, but it does have sequelitis. It's like, they didn't make this movie because they had a story to tell. They made this movie because, hey, Ghostbusters is popular. We can make some money off of it. Vigo, let's fucking do that. And, yeah, when you're a kid, you, of course, want to see the Ghostbusters do shit. I mean, you know, there was a pretty good little chunk of time between the first and second movie. So when they came back, you know, it's like, yeah, Ghostbusters. Then you see it, and kind of like Derek said again, you know, you know, cum cannons, and that guy's in a painting. He's scary. He, <laughs> He's in a painting. <laughs> yeah. 
He makes he makes really bad constipation faces that makes him <laughs> supposedly evil. <laughs> Vigo, um, and yeah, like you know the baby Oscar thing, and and I agree again. You know, like when you watch the cartoon, you know everybody's you know single, you know everybody's like having fun. They're like you know action heroes and stuff like that. So somebody and, needs to make a deal with Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe baby Oscar off the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> but yeah, and and and, and to uh, to clarify one thing, I don't get me wrong. If Evolution had been Ghostbusters three, it would have been very forgettable. As it was, I, I thought it was a good movie. I haven't seen it since it came out. No, but I mean, for what it was, I'm like, yeah, for that movie, it was good. For Ghostbusters three, yes, it would have been forgettable. I also don't pine for Ghostbusters three. I don't like, you know, need to see it, but I am of the uh, the mentality that if it does come out, I am not going to pull a Phantom Menace on this. I'm not going to be like, you know, I expect it to be the best thing in the world, but I do expect it to be good if they do make the effort. It, it, it'll have to be at least good, and that's that's really is very touchy, you know, touch and go as far as that goes, because... It does have a lot to live up to, so I, I want to see Ghostbusters 3. I think it would be fun, but at the same time, I also don't want to see Ghostbusters 3. I'm kind of in the middle of, like, Derek on that one. Where it, seems, like, it, seems, it seems kind of odd, because at least I've heard that, you know, I've heard the story that was said where, you know, Bill Murray said, oh, I'll only do Ghostbusters 3, you know, if they kill me and make me a ghost. And to me, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that's him saying that he's interested in it. To me, I always took it as, like, I, I, if anybody says, I want to be killed in a movie, like, I always kind of take it as they're like, I'm done, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, oh. uh, you know, and I know I know it's different when you say, oh, but I want to come back as a ghost, and people might argue that, but I always kind of went, well, if that's as interested as Bill Murray is in making a third movie, I can't get that interested in the prospect of it either. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, you don't, know kinda... what, you don't know the connotation he said it. You don't know if he was like, you know, I'll only do it if they kill me and I come back as a ghost, you know, excited, or, yeah, I only do this shit if they kill me and I come back as a ghost, you know? <laughs> you know? Hmm. Like, you don't, you don't know, like, exactly what his mindset was. You don't know if he was just being like, you know. And then, you know, internet it, being what it is, you know, you have things where, like, Bill Murray shows up on the Scream Awards in his Ghostbuster costume and everybody's like, oh my god, they're gonna fucking do it, you know? Yeah. It, that that mentality sounds like uh, beneath the planet of the apes. So that's yeah, maybe yeah, not that's, a good sign. That that's kind of what I took out of it. You know, where you're like, you're like, oh, dude, I'll I'll come back and I'll do this sequel if you kill me in the first two pages. And they're like, wait, 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 Charlton, we'll we'll kill you. We'll have you on the first page and we'll have you on the last page and then we'll kill you. How's that? And he's like, yes, okay, whatever, let's do it. You know, <laughs> give me my money. You know, like, ah, that sounds good. Kill me on the first and I will get done on the last. That right? Uh, yeah, Charlton. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's just like let's do it. You know, but yeah, um, I I, I know we're we're kind of jumping around and stuff, but to to bring it back to like a positive thing, I've only I've only seen um, one episode of the Extreme Ghostbusters, which was uh, I guess a sequelization update, you know, next generation version of uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. But the one that I saw was the I guess crossover episode 
you know, with the old gang meeting the new gang. And I just thought that was kind of neat. I actually, I had never really heard of the show. And I think one time, I think somebody on Bot Talk posted it, you know, as a, you know, a YouTube thread or something like that. And I had never heard of it. So I sat down and watched it. And I, I thought that was a really uh, interesting, you know, it kind of made me, you know, go, oh, this is pretty cool, you know. And I was kind of you know, doing some research and reading the, the wiki on uh Extreme Ghostbusters, because I, I don't know too much about it. But, you know, I was like, that might be something that'd be interesting to check out in the future sometime. And, you know, just to sort of bring it back to, you know, not just bashing on things or whatever. But, you know, it's kind of cool to see, you know, oh, look, it's Peter Venkman. And it's, you know, uh, Egon is still mentoring, you know, these new guys and, you know, uh, Ray and, and Winston, you know, and Peter came back to help them out and everything. Kind of like a whole... You know, like the way Sentai sort of passes on the torch, or Power Rangers, or you know, <laughs> different, you know, how how you know Kirk and and Picard, you know, did it in Generations or whatever. It's just you know, it was kind of a cool little pass the torch type episode. I know it was like the last one, but I thought it was still a pretty cool, cool thing. I always dig uh, crossovers and team ups like that. Being a comic book guy, so yeah, I will, I'll jump in real quick because I know Justin's actually seen definitely more episodes of extreme ghostbusters than i have so i'd let him you know maybe expound upon his thoughts never really watched it when i was uh younger like i said i am the old man of the podcast so i i was probably kind of well out of you know cartoon i was thinking about you know ooh, girls you know well yeah um, like i said i had i had never heard of the show at all till a certain point so yeah but i i i, I kind of dismissed it when i did like see you know images and stuff of it because i was like Oh, they got like, you know, the 90s colors and stuff, and oh this and oh that. And and don't worry, this is not me being actually negative, because I've actually heard from a lot of people, it's actually kind of a darker show in some ways, and yeah. it's it's actually really well done. So, you know, it might be one of those things I should probably check out. So, yeah, I don't have anything negative, I just, you know, never really got a chance to get into it. But uh, like I said, I, I know you've seen more than a few episodes, right, Justin? Yeah, I've, I've seen most of them. Um, I, I first encountered it during its original run in syndication. Like I, I was just flipping through the channels one day looking for something to watch and came across it. And I was like, what? A new Ghostbusters? And then it, you know, I saw the title and it was like, you know, Ghostbusters Extreme, Extreme Ghostbusters, whatever. I was just like, in my head, I was just like, oh, G.I. Joe Extreme worked out so well. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> and. I don't <laughs> the new Ghostbuster freight. <laughs> I I sat down and watched the episode. I was like, you know, that was that was actually pretty good, and it had the same animation style as uh, the Godzilla series, you know, based on the movie, or like kind of like the Men in Black. Yeah, and the Men in Black series had some of the same voice actors too, and okay. I, you know, kept watching it. And I really got into. it. I was like, you know, this is actually pretty good. You know, they still get Egon, Slimer, and Janine around. They, yeah, they, had, said, they said some of the uh, original writers on the real Ghostbusters were, like, the showrunners and wrote some of the episodes on these new ones. So I guess it was pretty simple for them to make it a direct sequel to the, the original cartoon or whatever. Yeah, they, they, uh, there's, I think, one of my favorite episodes. I can't remember the name of it, but they, they brought back the Grundle. From the yeah, yeah, that's series. what I, that's one of the episodes I was reading about because they said they said oh this is like a direct sequel to the the real Ghostbusters episode where the Grundle first showed up or whatever. And uh, I'll just I'll just kind of reiterate what Derek said like the the final two episodes of the series is called you know Back in the Saddle and that's the team up with the original Ghostbusters and. 
that's that's probably my favorite two episodes, you know, of the series. Uh, as far as the extreme Ghostbuster toys, like I, I don't think I had very many of them. Like I had some, you know, later on, like around 2000, I managed to collect a few, but I never opened them. You know, just collecting. Were they, them, were they different than the the original Kenner ones? Uh, I know I mentioned this to you guys before the podcast, but like one of the reasons I never got in the old Kenner line is because they had like what I call Nazi articulation, where they can only, like, you know, do goose steps and, like, you know, seek heil and stuff. And I just did always kind of turn me off with the, the extreme Ghostbusters toys, more articulated or more detailed. Yeah, they, they were more action figure You know, they had better articulation. You, you know, They could do more than the seek heil if they wanted. <laughs> so that's cool. I guess, I guess that's different from G.I. Joe Extreme, because they had, like, less articulation than the G.I. Joe's. Yeah, yeah G.I. Joe Extreme was like, I can move my arm. <laughs> I can twist my waist and do the twist. It's like, wait, what else can you do? That's it. I got muscles. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, um, I... I, you know, I grew up on Star Wars figures, so, like, I guess I never had too much of a problem with the no-bendy knees, like, unless it it was, like, you know, unless it was something stupid where it's like, this stormtrooper can't drive the Batmobile, damn it, you know, it's like, well, that's because Batman's knees can, you know, bend in the superpowers toy or whatever, but, like, for, for like the... Stan Lee wasn't around, he's like, this stormtrooper can drive it just fine, look, he's doing <laughs> yeah, it yeah. right now. No, but it... it like, I guess the stuff I had was, uh, you know, I, I didn't have much past the first wave of Ghostbusters toys, like the real Ghostbusters, and um, it was just, you know, I had all the classic guys, like, uh, you know, just, you know, the four Ghostbusters, um, I had the Green Ghost, which was supposed to be Slimer, and uh, I don't, it's interesting, like, like, Slimer is an interesting thing to me, because I guess in some ways, like, I guess I was always, like, shocked to learn that, like, I, I, they mentioned this in the commentary on the DVD, but they, they said something to the effect of, you know, Slimer was supposed to be a tribute to John Belushi. And I kind of, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to take that. Like, 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 I, I, I don't know if it's something like that I personalize because like sometimes people have said like, oh, you know, sometimes I, uh, like me and a buddy of mine, and I think he, he would get it more than I did, but we'd always kind of get, you know, sometimes, like, we do shows in college, and we get mistaken for one another, and a lot of the times people, one of the p- actors people would compare us to was John Belushi at points, and so I don't know if I over-personalize this or whatever, but <laughs> I always, like always kind of thought, like, I always kind of thought, well, what kind of tribute is that? Like, I, I mean, like, I get, like, you know, I, I guess it was supposed to be like, oh, he's larger than life, and he loved food and people and this and that and the other thing. But, like, to me, I was just like, he just, at least in the movie context, like like the cartoon Slimer, I was kind of like, oh, look, he's a good guy, and, you know, he, 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 he slimes you, but he's doing it because he's kissing you and he loves you or whatever. Like, I could kind of rationalize the cartoon version as, like, a good guy, but, like, he wasn't so slovenly and fat and kind of grotesque almost. But, you know, you kind of watch the original movie and stuff, and you're just kind of like, wow, he's... You know, you know, and I, I guess, and then, and then, Dan, and then, Dan and then is a horrible friend. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, what kind of tribute is that, Dan? Like, like, so it kind of freaked me out. But um, I guess just back on topic was, you know, Slimer comes with with pizza and and like a side <laughs> of ham and a a half eaten watermelon and like all these like accessories and everything like that as as the green ghost uh, for the toy. 
And um, and then and then uh, one of the other things I had was the bug eye ghost, which is like this purple ghost, and he had like you could move the hands, and then I guess you press down on his uh, on his hind quarters or whatever you'd call him. You know, he was kind of <laughs> like a uh, you know uh, uh, apparition, so he had a little tail, but he didn't have any legs or anything. And when you push down on the hind back end, you know the the eyeball would pop out, and it was attached to a big you know, uh, string or whatever. So, you know, I guess you're supposed to, you know, sock out a Ghostbuster with the eyeball or something like that or whatever. Um, and, and, and then other than that, like that, that's kind of all I really had of, of the line. And, uh, and actually they all sold pretty well on eBay, uh, not too long ago, but, um, (laughs) but they, they were, uh, they were really, uh, excellent figures. I thought like they all looked like, you know, they, they were they were cartoon accurate. You know, they looked like all the guys they were supposed to look like. Um, they all had proton packs with different different colored streams, so you could you know tell you know tell them apart. You know, like who had what backpack and that kind of thing. And um, and then um, you know, I know there were like other toys out there, but those were all I ended up you know uh, having of the line. And then I guess like those ectoplasm packs. So like you know, the Ghostbusters came with like little ghosts that would, like, the classic ones that would, like, you could attach them, like, to their face or something, and, like, they were haunting them or whatever, you know? And it's like, so I was like, oh, I've got, like, four ghosts that came with the Ghostbusters. And then in the ectoplasm packs, you know, it was kind of like Horde Slime, but it was purple and uh, or pink or whatever. And um, they would have little plastic ghosts, you know, colored purple at the bottom of the the ectoplasm, you know, case or whatever it was so you had like all these little ghosts for them to you know hunt and trap and and do their thing but I, I, I thought egon's was really kind of horrific because that was the only figure i actually had i had i had one figure from the ghostbusters line it was the, the original egon and you're talking about the like the little sidekick ghost they had yeah yeah and his always horrified me because the little gimmick for him is like you're talking about putting on his face he was like this kind of fat kind of hershey kiss looking ghost yeah, and he just like popped him on top of his head, and it's like, oh look, Egon's being eaten by a demon Satan agent of evil. That's fun <laughs> for kids. You know? Yeah, but yeah, well, it was ghosts. It's it's cool. <laughs> you you had a lot of you were saying you had a lot of the different toys when you were growing up, Justin. Like what kind of other stuff? I know there was like accessories and like other things. Like you could like actually like get the get the proton packs and the traps and things like that. Like I never really got into any of that. But did you get into those or like other like you know, like the like Batman has like twenty different, you know, you know, Street Luge Batman or whatever. You know, it's like I know there was like Street Luge fucking Egon and Peter and all these guys too. So <laughs> chucking baby Oscar out of a window, Vinkman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I had most of the Ghostbusters thing. I think the only major Ghostbusters toy or accessory I was missing was the, the firehouse, the, the firehouse. Like for some reason, I never got that. I guess it was you know too expensive or whatever. But you know, I had uh, Ecto One, Ecto Two. I had the proton pack, the another smaller proton pack with a different kind of uh, uh, proton ray. I guess you know it was more twisted and green and bendy. Like whereas the backpack one was like kind of just a yellow styrofoam or whatever. Um, I had the ghost trap, all that stuff. Um, as far as like action figures, I, I, you know, like I said, Ghostbusters was the first, you know, franchise that I really got into as a kid. So I collected as much of it as I did. So I did get, you know, the laser Batman equivalent or whatever. Right. right. Um, I had most of the slimed heroes and the Ecto Glow stuff, but the one 
guy that I never bought. Like I refused to buy him because I just did not like him in the uh, cartoon series. Was Lewis? Like I, I like oh, Lewis Tully. <laughs> I, I I didn't mind him in the movies. I, as a kid, I was just like, oh, he's a funny dork, whatever. But in the, when they started putting him in the cartoon series, I'm like, why is this guy here? He's he's not a Ghostbuster. He's a sidekick lawyer. What what's he gonna add? So I would have like you know the uh, the slime heroes would be the four Ghostbusters and Lewis, or the Ecto Glow uh, Ghostbusters would be the four Ghostbusters and Lewis. So I would have the four Ghostbusters, but I I would just refuse Lewis. I'd be like, no, 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 Lewis, no. Did you ever uh, get a, a Janine figure or anything? Cause yeah, they, they did do some of those, or two right? of those, I think. Yeah, they they did a Janine, but I never got Janine. Like I, I I wouldn't refuse her as as I did Lewis. I like Janine, but I for some reason I just never had her as a kid. Yeah, I think she was one of the the fright features uh, figures. But yeah, like I never like had anything like against the actual idea behind the toys because like what you guys were talking about with like all the stuff they did and everything, they were definitely made for kids because there was just like so much like play there, you know? Because they would have ghosts that could eat them or ghosts that could trap them and stuff like that. So yeah. even though I didn't, I didn't find them appealing to me. Like you know, like Justin, like you said, you like you know collected the hell out of them. I will have to ask you, and since you were a kid, it's okay to admit this. It's not like you did this yesterday, maybe. But did you since you had like the role play stuff? Did you play Ghostbusters? Did you go like you know hunt ghosts and stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I like I said, I was already into like you know paranormal and ghost kind of things before Ghostbusters. So that that just kind of you know solidified my interest. So I would you know even if it wasn't Halloween, you know I'd put on my proton pack, I'd put the uh, the PKE meter in my belt, I'd get the uh, the ghost trap. And I'd go looking for ghosts, you know, and I'd usually just kind of run around and, you know, try and trap the cat or the dog or whatever was running around. <laughs> it's the dog ghost. Okay. The dog's like, you, get you were You were going down, ghost. <laughs> uh, there's a we, – we, we used to have this, like, giant white cat that I, that I called Jaws after, after Jaws on the uh, Moonraker. And, uh, you know, in the Ecto-1 car, there's that little – ghost capture claw that you can pull out so whenever we would like uh let the cat in to eat sometimes i would pet it like one day i was i was petting the cat and i had my ghostbusters toys laying out so i i got the bright idea i was like hmm i i pulled out the ghost capture claw and captured the cat's tail and tried to drive off with it and the cat just you know freaked out and he pretty much uh he called me up pretty good, let's just say, and I, I never tried to capture the cat again after that. <laughs> Animal activists, send your angry emails to fanholdspodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> um, but no, hey, he, no, no. He, he was white. He could have been a ghost. Yeah. Well, you know, like, not only that, that's, that's cool, though. You had fun with the toys. That's what you're supposed to do with toys, for Christ's sake. That's, that's yeah. What you're there. So, yeah, that's definitely very cool. Okay, Louie, we got you covered. You'll never take me alive, coppers. Of course not. You're a ghost. I, I think we've really kind of gone into a lot of the toys and like the movies and stuff. We kind of brushed on the cartoons and stuff. I didn't really get to say something about the uh, original Ghostbusters. I, I want to kind of throw some trivia at some people just to, <clears throat> I don't know, be a little bit, you know, you can learn on this podcast too. Who knew? Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is like one of the reasons why the Ghostbusters were uh, very different looking than they were in the movies is there's actually some uh, licensing issues like some of the uh, actors, I think it was actually Bill Murray, who who kind of keeps cropping up as kind of a 
curmudgeon it seems sometimes, they didn't really want their likenesses used in the cartoon. That's why they, there's different hair colors, different hairstyles and stuff. I don't think it really hurt the cartoon at all. I still love the cartoon. But I always thought that was kind of interesting that they were like, you know, it was only up until like NECA, NECA, uh, got like the uh, license to do some of the toys that the actors and stuff said, yeah, fuck it. You know, use our likenesses. That's cool. We're, we're, we're cool. And even Bill Murray was like cool with it. So that's for a why a long time Egon had blonde hair. <clears throat> why, you know, Ray Stance had orange hair and didn't really look like Dan Aykroyd at all. <laughs> But it's like, kind of interesting, though, because I, I kind of think, like, in some ways, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the transition between, like, the the black and white Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics to, like, the cartoons, where it's like, you know, oh, let's all give them color-coded headbands so you can tell them apart, you know? And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not saying that Harold Ramis and Bill Murray look alike, but in terms of something that's like a a comic book or a cartoon, you know, it's very visual too. So you, you'd think even despite the licensing issues, maybe that's something that they, you know, a, a studio might want to do all on their own to just be like, Hey, we need to differentiate these guys, you know, even more than they already are. You know, we can't have, uh, you know, three guys running around with the same hair color and, you know, just kind of wearing the same quote unquote bland beige suits you know, yeah. like let's let's switch it up and give this guy the blue jumpsuit and the 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 dark brown jumpsuit and the light gray blue jumpsuit and you know and then Ray can have the original beige one and whatnot and that kind of thing like yeah but yeah the licensing the licensing stuff was always uh, prevalent like I remember I was talking about those alien comics before and like for a long time part of the reason why it was the further adventures of Newton Hicks was because of Sigourney Weaver. You know, like, they could not draw Ripley to look like Sigourney Weaver, so uh, the initial, you know, solution was, well, we just won't tell adventures with Ripley. And then I think when they finally did bring Ripley into it, uh, I think Sam Keith was drawing the Earth War <laughs> Aliens miniseries, and so by that point it was like, yeah, well, it's Sam Keith, so it didn't look anything like Sigourney yeah, Weaver anyway, so it wasn't it wasn't like a huge deal or whatever, you know. Like, where did Sigourney Weaver get childbirth and hips? Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Also, another thing that I know that you two are well aware of, but some of the fan hole listeners might not be aware, aware, uh, well aware of, is that one of the reasons why the TV show was called The Real Ghostbusters was there's another show that came out, I can't remember exactly if it was before or a little bit after, but it was made by Filmation, and they were jumping on the bandwagon in some way, shape, or form, I'm pretty sure. But this was a show based on an actual television show that came out before the actual 1984 movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was called The Ghostbusters. It was a very tongue-in-cheek live-action show. It didn't run very long at all. Um, it was it was a comedy. It was a Saturday morning uh, TV show for kids, and Filmation got the rights to it because Ghostbusters was hot. So they did their own version called Filmation's Ghostbusters because there was a little bit of hot water over the Ghostbusters name, and not very well received at all. I think it maybe lasted maybe two seasons. I'm pretty sure it only lasted one. I always uh, remember like seeing the, the TV guide listing for Ghostbusters and being like, yeah. Ghostbusters is on. <laughs> and then you'd walk to the TV and it'd be the Filmation series and I'd be like, 
oh, fuck you, TV guy. <laughs> fuck yeah. you. You know, like, you'd be all mad and stuff, because you're like, this isn't the real ghost. You know, it was kind of funny, because I know, you know, I know now it was like a TV series that came out way before, and, you know, I, I know a lot of that kind of history behind it, but, like, you know, uh, you know, especially, like, when you're watching, you're like, who are these two assholes and this fucking monkey, like, <laughs> this gorilla, you know, like, what the fuck is this, you know, like, so. Where's Bill Murray? But, like, yeah, it was a very... Filmation should tell you all you need to know about it. They're they're well known for going heavy into the cheese, so that was always kind of interesting. Like back then, and uh, my my final thing that I thought was kind of an interesting little thing, and this was actually something I did not come up with on my own. Sadly, it was something that I saw uh, quoted somewhere on uh, some website. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, the voice actor <clears throat> for uh, Peter Vinkman was. Uh, doing a character based off of a movie. And then, amusingly enough, he was also the voice of Garfield, who Bill Murray did the voice of in the movie version of Garfield. So it kind of did a full circle. like movie-inspired cartoon. Guy was on a cartoon and inspired a movie later on. So I just thought that was kind of fun. Um, it was like something Bell, wasn't it? I think his name, last name was Bell. Let me make sure. But I always thought that was kind of interesting because he did a pretty good Bill Murray impersonation. I, I think they said something about, like, I don't know if you're going to look it up or not, but they, I think it said something about how they had different voice actors over the course of the the years the series was on. So it's like, I uh, think... Yeah, I, Ghostbusters did, yeah. They, they, they yeah. you know, they did kind of change over the course of the seasons. I always want to give, like, fucking Lorenzo Music credit for everything, but it's not him. <laughs> no, it was him. I was right. Lorenzo Music. Cool. He was in seasons one and two. And uh, wow, okay. I did not know this. Um, Uncle Joey was three and seven. Dave Coulier. Yep. That I did not know. So yeah, there you go. Uncle Joey. Um, Uncle Joey. I don't really have anything out. The the guy who fucked Alanis Morissette. Uncle uh, Joey, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Just want to see Peter Vigman be like, did someone say what? Um, <laughs> Yes, I watched Full House. Eat me. Oh. <laughs> were, were there any episodes of the original series that you know stood out to you as as a kid or an adult, Tony? Um, there was a couple that like you know I don't know if they were, it was so much they stood out, but like uh, I kind of like the Boogeyman ones. Those were kind of creepy. Yeah, I I think I said this on the the Eddie show, but the the Boogeyman cometh is one of my favorite episodes. And as a kid, the sound of his hooves like clacking on you know the surface in the yeah. cartoon like really creeped me out and his voice he had that like just really i don't know how, how to even describe it but his his voice creeped me out and um the voice for the sandman and mr sandman dreaming a dream like his voice creeped me out too like yeah just if that you heard if you would hear those voices or just you know the the sound of like the boogeyman's uh hooves clacking i would just like i get the goosebumps man i'd start to freak out a little bit well, that was the really messed up thing about like both cartoons. I mean, like I said, I didn't really see Extreme Ghostbusters, but I have heard it's kind of dark. But even the real Ghostbusters is like there was more than a few bad guys and more than a few stories that were like not your typical Saturday morning fare. They had like a little bit of dark undertones to them. Um, I, I was I was going to bring this up when we were talking about the uh, cartoon uh, beforehand, but uh, I think we mentioned it a few times before, but. Uh, J. Michael uh, Straczynski, who's a pretty uh, fan-favorite comic writer, 
he wrote a, a lot of the uh, early episodes of the Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters. So. Yeah, he was like uh, he was one of the showrunners on the real Ghostbusters, and yeah. then he also made Babylon Five. If people don't know him from his his comics work on like Thor and Spider Man and different books like that, Rising Stars, you know, whatever he's worked on. Yeah, when, yeah so. when I uh, when I sat down and you know rewatched that first DVD set, like. And you know, was I was you know reliving my memories. I was like, oh yeah, Boogeyman cometh. I really liked this one as a kid, even though it was scary. Like a lot of my favorite episodes as a kid, I realized were uh, written by Straczynski. And I, yeah. like I, I loved his, uh, uh, I loved uh, Babylon Five. So I guess I, even though I didn't know it uh, as a child, I was a fan of Straczynski. And 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 even for the fanboys who are listening. Guess what? A creator who doesn't have any harsh feelings. He has actually said some of his favorite TV work was the real Ghostbusters. So eat it. He actually enjoyed working on it too. Yeah, on that uh, that DVD, you know, volume one set that I had. Uh, he's on several of the interviews, I believe, and he, you know, he talks fondly about the Ghostbusters. So he, you know, he he remembers it fondly. Yeah. So there you go. Always a good thing. Run! I'll hold him off. Yeah, you and what Starfleet? Um, we're actually going to... I want to move on to something I don't know a whole lot about. I know you two are a little more abreast of this situation. But with... Uh, <laughs> breast. But with uh, Ghostbusters being, like I said, this kind of evergreen property, it's something used in uh, the toy industry where <clears throat> it's a concept that just keeps going. People just have this interest in it that it just never really totally dies. It may go away for a year or two, but it's it's always there. It's always in the back of people's minds. Um, Ghostbusters kind of keeps coming back in different iterations. There's been video games, which we will talk about in a few minutes. Uh, we're not, not, none of us are really too up on them, so it's not going to be a very long topic. But I know one thing that you guys have been kind of getting interested in is the, uh, IDW comics, correct? <clears throat> I know, I know Justin has anyway. Yeah, I, I've read, I've, I've read a few of them. Um, I mean, as far as like the comics go, like I know they had the the back in '88 they had the Now Comics line, which was based on the real Ghostbusters. And I remember as a kid, like I, I did buy the Slimer one shot comic, and it was kind of cartoony or whatever. But you know, I recognized it and, and bought a few of those. Um, the uh, the IDW stuff. Um, I read the first miniseries, The Other Side, where, you know, it's like the, the gangster ghosts, you know, they, they kill the Ghostbusters, and then they're all, you know, it's not just Bill Murray, it's like they're all fucking spirits, you know, and have to, you know, find their way back or whatever, and that kind of thing. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting, like, and, and it was done more in a, uh, you know, not in a real Ghostbuster style, you know, it was definitely done... You know, more, you know, Peter Venkman did not have a full head of hair, you know, he looked a little more like Bill Murray, you know, the, you know, uh, Winston Zedmore, you know, had a mustache and looked a bit more like Ernie Hudson than, say, you know, the real Ghostbusters cartoon and that kind of stuff, you know, Egon had a dark head of hair, you know, that kind of thing like that. So, I mean, you know, and I thought it was an interesting idea, you know, to have the, you know, ghosts be, you know, these kind of, uh, you know, Star Trek, you know, piece of the action gangster type guys, you know, they're like, yeah, she, I'm a ghost. She, you know, and that kind of stuff, you know. We're, so. we're going to play Fizbin. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, 
I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, the only other one I read, because I thought it, it looked kind of funny and, and based to uh, comic fans, and I've been to enough conventions that I can read this and, and yuck it up and laugh about it, but they had a, a Ghostbusters one-shot called Convolution, where uh, Ray takes them all to uh, a comic convention for vacation, you know, and they're all kind of complaining about it, where they're like, well, you know, last time Egon made us go look at fungus, you know, and like that kind of, you know, it's like, I guess they all choose where they all, all four of them go on vacation, and then they all go there, that's how they do it, um, and so, so they all end up going to this comic con, and uh, basically like, all this kind of hijinks happens, and uh, there's like, you know, funny inside comic jokes where, you know, they're discussing a, a long, uh, respected and, and deceased artist, and it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a failed, uh, or, or a, uh, not failed, it's like a veiled, I'm like, I can't talk, it's a veiled uh, <laughs> reference to Jack Kirby, but, you know, they call him something else, but, like, you know, and it's this whole thing where they're in this, like, you know, Comic-Con, and they're doing this big, long lecture, and everybody's, like, falling asleep, you know, and they're basically like, yeah, you know, Jack Kirby was awesome, and, you know, Stan Lee likes to say that, you know, he created everything, but, you know, and Jack liked to say that they were equals, and, you know, basically this whole big thing, and everybody's asleep, but by the end of it, like, Winston's like, so did he, they're like, do you have any questions now that we've done this, like, hour-and-a-half lecture, and everybody in the audience is asleep, and, like, Winston's like, so did he draw any brothers or not? You know, and like, and so like, then they cut to the next panel. It's like, he did draw some brothers. That's awesome. You know, and they're like, they're going through the whole thing. But I guess eventually what happens is like the, the ghost of, of Jack Kirby, if you will, you know, comes out and helps them like, you know, fight all these like bad ghosts and stuff like that. You know, I thought it was kind of a cute, you know, it's like it, it could appeal to Ghostbusters fans, but it was also kind of specifically to, you know, comic fans. And if you've been to a con, at any point in time, you'll find something there to yuck it up about. Because, you know, of course, you know, Peter Venkman's there, you know, and, and trying to, you know, sue the cosplayers for dressing up like the Ghostbusters. And, like, <laughs> you know, all kinds of goofy shit like that is going on in the backdrop. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciated that. Um, and then just, it's not an IDW comic book. I think it came out when they were under the 88 miles per hour imprint. But just in case anybody doesn't know about it, I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was kind of cool, was there's actually a, a, a faux Ghostbusters manga that came out, and it's called Ghostbusted. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty clever um, story. I, you know, I, I call it a faux manga because it's not like it really came from Japan or anything, I don't think. It's like you could tell, like, the, the team came from, like, 88 miles per hour, but it's done in that, you know, black and white phone book kind of style, you know, the manga style or whatever. Um, but yeah, they, they do a lot of like, you know, kind of veiled things where, you know, you, you think it's a ghost, you know, and it's like, the guy's like, Oh, you know, this is terrible. You know, she's stealing my best friend and, uh, you know, she's a horrible, horrible ghost and I'll never get to see him again. And then, and then, like, you know, Ray follows him to the wedding chapel or whatever, and then he's, like, reading, you know, with a PKE meter, and he's kind of like, I'm not picking up any readings. And then he finds out, you know, he's just at a wedding ceremony, you know, because it's, like, it's <laughs> like, basically he's like, she's a blood succubus, you know, like, she's stealing him away. But it's like, it's like, it's not really a ghost at all. So they have, like, all these kind of, like, false... You get to see, like, some of the false setups that Ghostbusters must obviously run into, you know, it's like for all the positives, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, false positives, you know, when they get called out to, to, to get ghosts and stuff like that. And so I, I you know, I thought it was an interesting book and, and it's pro I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not that well known. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Cool. Cool. Um, interesting reading. Uh, like I said, I've never really gotten into the Ghostbusters comics, so my comments will be brief. Um, it seems like a cool idea. I, like I said, it's just in comics in general I haven't really been into for a while, so that's really the only reason I haven't read them. So don't take my uh, lack of interest as a lack of interest in Ghostbusters per se, just as, well, it's just not really into the medium currently. But you never know, that may change. So what about you, Justin? I know you've read a couple of them, and weren't you pretty excited about one of the ones, uh, one IDW's supposed to be coming out with? Yeah, the, uh, the new... Uh... IDW ongoing Ghostbusters. I read the first two issues and and thought it was pretty good. Um, the the style is more animated meets like movie verse, I guess, because uh, Egon has dark hair, but he has he doesn't have quite you know the uh, cream horn hair, but it's like a just a, like a big brown kind of flop of hair. Um, yeah. But yeah, the first two issues are pretty good. They were they were really fun and enjoyable. Um, Kind of like Derek, I read the other side from IDW, and kind of like him, I thought the idea of the Ghostbusters dying was interesting, but then I, I don't know, after I read all four issues, I was just like, eh, that, that was okay, it wasn't, it, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, the, uh, the other thing I read was a Ghostbusters uh, Legion from 88, uh, 88 Miles Per Hour Comics, and... It's. I put it in the same category as the other side. It's. It's not good. It's. It's not really bad. It's just. It's just there. It's like, they they kind of take some liberties though. They kind of retcon it so that, the first movie happens. You know, like in two thousand four, whenever it came out originally. Like they, the Ghostbusters have internet access and cell phones, and they've kind of, uh, you know, retconned. There's like a. You know, a secret, uh, previously unknown guy who was helping the Ghostbusters out in college, and now he's crazy. He's going to take over the world and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> it, it, it was okay. Yeah, it just didn't really, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, the artwork is okay, but, uh, as a series, like, it, I remember it was, it was very hard to get, at least, you know, around Marvin Neck of the Woods, it was hard to get, and it was, uh, much delayed. Uh, I think there was a four or five month gap between like issues three and four or something. So it was always you know hard to come by. And then the the hardcover trade was eventually canceled because 88 miles per hour studios was like having financial issues or something. But I, I eventually did read it, and you know it, it was one of those things. It's like oh this I need to get this. I need to read it. And then when you get it and read it, you're like oh this. This was what everyone was, you know, you know, falling over themselves to get. Like this, this wasn't really that good. Why, why was this constantly sought after and sold out? Like I don't, I didn't see what the big deal was. So I probably just because what there weren't too many copies of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Rar rarity does equal desirability in the comics world. But um, like if you know if anyone listening uh, hasn't picked up the IDW ongoing, like I, I would recommend it to it. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It kind of has the spirit of the movies and I guess kind of the, the TV series as well, because it's, you know, it's really well drawn and it has the kind of, uh, just that kind of feel to it where the guys are, you know, 
they they feel like themselves. They didn't really feel like themselves in you know the Legion series. They you know like I don't know. I guess you know how Lewis in the movies is kind of like you know he's he's the nerdy guy who has kind of a crush on Dana, but you know you know he's never gonna get her really, or he's never gonna you know be creepy about it. I guess, but like in the in the Idiot Mouse Prayer series, he. He seems really kind of creepy stalkerish to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. He, he, Lewis gets all runaways on Dana. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. Maybe it was just the way he was drawing that they made him. They made him seem, you know, really stalkerish or what. But he, to like towards the end of the, I think it was the, the fourth and last issue, he uh, he offers Binkman uh, like two million dollars if he'll stay away from Dana. Just and. Uh, you know, Binkman's like, well, you know, you're never going to have a shot with her, right? He's like, well, I'll, I'll never know as long as you're around, but you know. And then Binkman's like, nah, she's she's worth more than, you know, two million dollars. She's priceless. And you know, uh, Lewis is just kind of sitting in the shadows. He's like, oh, I was just like, that's that's really weird. I, I, I didn't really care for that. Not that I'm a huge, you know, Lewis fan, as I've said before. But, <laughs> but yeah, it seems kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to picture Rick Moranis saying that. It's like, yeah, he's oh, like, oh, Mr. Finkman, I was just going to, I mean, if you don't mind, I was going to offer you $2 million to stay away from, from Dana. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You don't go away. I'll never know if I have a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, that does seem kind of odd. He's like, no, okay. <laughs> But we'd like we'd like to take a sample of your brain. Okay. <laughs> hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. By the way, there is one thing I wanted to bring up before we uh, move on to the video game uh, talk for a minute, just because it's the only thing we haven't talked about really. Um, yes, this man is a dick. Uh, <laughs> no, this man has no penis. Yeah. Uh, I, we we always forget about him. He was a great villain in the first Ghostbusters. Walt Walter Peck. Oh yeah, the Peck. Yeah, he, uh, he he returned in the the cartoon series. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was just he was just such a he was he was a fucking dick. That's all it was. It was just <laughs> just wanted to bring him up. Not not too long. Not too uh, too much to go into. But he was he was he was a good human villain for the uh, Ghostbusters. The uh, yeah. speaking of him, they're kind of building him up. It seems in the new. Ongoing because it's like after the main story they have like three or four pages of like a little backstory and it's it's kind of centered around him so I guess we'll be seeing more of Mister Peck in the future. Maybe he'll get a, a yellow lantern ring or something. Mine. That's kind of scary. Um, yeah, I guess we're probably saving video games for last. Not intentionally. It's not that we didn't think about bringing them up, but uh, none of us are really hardcore gamers now. Um, I know I'm not. I know you two are are not at least as hardcore as some of uh, our fellow fan holes brethren. As far as the Ghostbusters game, the only one I can really bring up is the old Genesis one, which I actually did play a little bit of and kind of got into. It does kind of have the same feel as the uh, toy line as far as the ghosts. This, the Ghostbusters themselves are kind of super deformed. They have, like, giant heads and really tiny bodies and... It's it's a weird looking game, but it does have a lot of the flavor. It's kind of creepy in some ways, and it's just a fun little side scroller. And it's nothing impressive. It's nothing you're gonna like, you know, be like, oh fuck, you know, whatever like is popular right now. Give me a good game. I don't know, like Call of Duty. Like fuck Call of Duty. I'm gonna watch. I want to play like the Genesis Ghostbusters, but 
for retro gaming, and because it was really cool at the time, I, I would I would say try it if you like old school, old school games. But that's about as current as I am. I know there's been like you know a newer one released. Have you guys played that one at all? Or the the new one? All I can say is I I played the demo version on the PlayStation Network, so I never actually bought the game or anything like that. But I did mess around with the demo. I mean, it, it seemed fun. It didn't. I, I I think again, like sort of like how I feel about Ghostbusters Three. A lot of people to a, to a lot of fans, this was like you know the the third and fourth and fifth coming of Ghostbusters, where you know people made a huge deal out of the game, and you know a lot of people wanted to review it and stuff like that. And you know I didn't think it was a bad you know, demo or anything, you know, what I've played of it, but it wasn't anything where I wanted to, you know, run out and, and go buy it either, you know, like, but I guess maybe that's just cause I, you know, like I said, I enjoy the original movie. I enjoy the cartoons, but, um, I, you know, I, there's, I, I'm just looking at the, the, the video game Wikipedia page and there, there's like tons of games, you know, there were like, like, a, like two or three games for extreme ghostbusters for like the, the game boy. And there was like, you know, like Nintendo games and, you know, like you were saying the, the, the Sega Genesis and Atari 2600 and all these kind of different, you know, arcade games or whatever, you know, and stuff. But I, I don't think I've played any of them like it, except for that, that, you know, relatively, you know, recent one. I know. I know they just came out with another one on. Uh, it's just download only on yeah, the about PlayStation say it's just DLC, Network right? yeah. and uh, and Xbox Live, and that's called Sanctum of Slime. But that I guess that's a sequel to the you know the video game I played the demo of or whatever. Yeah, like I said, I, I I'm not too uh, I'm not too on top of this uh, video game topic. Other than <laughs> it's on the network. If you want it, go buy it. You kids and your video games. <laughs> 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 what about you, Justin? I know I know you may be a little bit more current than me and Derek, but uh like or maybe really got into like the Ghostbusters of the video game No franchise, I mean, yeah. Uh you know, e- even though I'm I was a huge and still am a huge Ghostbusters fan, and even though I'm a huge retro gamer, I don't know that I've ever played a Ghostbusters game. I remember wanting the NES games as a kid. I, I never got them. And after seeing, you know, James Rolfe's review, I'm I'm glad I never got him. That would have been, you know, <laughs> a huge a huge letdown. I think like my, you know, seven or eight year old counterpart would just have been like, what? I waited for this. It probably would have been me, like when I when I rented the Silver Surfer game. Yeah, but I, I would put it like this. It's like um, a good buddy of mine. When we were kids, like he was really excited for the NES Godzilla game because we love Godzilla. And we played it, and we we thought it was okay. And then it's like he he got a Super Nintendo, and he learned of Super Godzilla coming out. So we we were both hyped up because I was like, yeah, I can't wait for him to get this, so I can play it too. And and then he got it, and I asked him, he was just like, uh, it's it's nothing, it's it's crap, it's garbage. I'm like, what? <laughs> we waited all this time, and it's crap. So I probably would have re- reacted the same way to Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 for NES. Um, yeah, I I've seen buddies of mine play the uh, newer Ghostbusters game on Xbox, and it looked like a lot of fun. But I I didn't get to play it. It's just like it's, it just seems like like Ghostbusters. If you like it a lot, you may jump into the games. But at the same time, if you like Ghostbusters a lot, you don't really want to play the games because I don't know. It's like 
and this is just my personal opinion, is like there's certain characters you just rather watch and enjoy than be. I don't really want to be Peter Vinkman. Nothing against Bill Murray or the character of Peter Vinkman, but I'd rather see him be funny instead of being like, I'm action Bill Murray. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I don't know. That's just that. That's kind of how I see it. I don't think the Ghostbusters is a bad you know concept for video games, but I mean you know I, I'm sure you know uh, if our good friend uh, Brian was here tonight, he's our he's our video game expert. He probably would have a little more input. Um, but yeah, you know it's like Ghostbusters games. They're they're this is going to sound really generic, unfortunately, but. If you like video games a lot, you can probably pick the one you want to play. I know that's not a really good recommendation, but I think that's kind of all we got, isn't it, guys? <laughs> as far yeah, as that I topic, mean, yeah, anyway. yeah. I, I, I can't offer any real recommendations. I mean, some of the older games, like you know, they they seem like pretty dated, and you know, uh, I mean, the the only other thing that stands out to me is that on the on the video game wiki page, there's a quote for from uh, Ernie Hudson saying his kids thought the NES game sucked or whatever. So, <laughs> so if nice. take it from Ernie Hudson, his kids said that the, the, the NES one sucked. So stay away from that, you know, but you know, that's pretty much that. Tony. Yes. Did you know you can follow the adventures of the Ghostbusters on your local video game system? No way. <laughs> that's awesome. You you can. And right now you can get Sanctum of Slime for download on Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network. Yeah, I, by the way, I did look up some video footage. I'll show you a little bit later, Derek. But yeah, it is it is kind of like a uh, kind of a Smash TV view as far as how you look at it. It looks looks kind of okay. fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as I know, I think that's pretty much all I got for Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm, I may not Tony. be afraid of any ghosts, but... Who are you, who are you gonna call? <laughs> Tony. Tony. Yeah. Are you a god? <laughs> yes, Ray, you yes. always say yes! <laughs> and my girlfriend's a dog. Oh... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh uh, one of my favorite lines, uh, just, like, forgot exactly how it's set up, but they're talking to Gozer and stuff, and they say the wrong thing. Yeah, I think it's the, the God thing, actually. They're like, are you gods? They're like, no. And she's like, then die. She, like, blasts them and stuff. I don't know why. It was totally improvisation. I can just tell by how Bill Murray do it, did it. But he's like, ah, that hurt. <laughs> It's just like you got blasted by a demonic electrical energy. He's like, ow. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's why, I mean, that, that right there is a good reason why you like Ghostbusters. It's so quotable. Jeez. That's just... Yeah. Uh, you, you're talking about, like, Ghostbusters 2, even though there was, like, very few gems in that. I still remember, like, when Derek was kind of going off about his, like, you know, having to have sex with the slime and having to talk to the slime. I just remember <laughs> that one part where, like, uh, Bill Murray, you know, Peter Vigman, he looks at Ray and he's like, you didn't sleep with it, did you, Ray? And Ray has his sheepish <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> like, if you had more stuff like that, that would have been awesome. <clears throat> um, to end on a, a slightly sour note, just because it's fun to pick on certain things. Probably my, my least favorite Ghostbusters 2 uh, moment, just because I just talked about it. I thought the, I, I, I thought the, like, the, the, the photo lab scene where everything caught on fire... And, like, they even had a heroic music with, like, them breaking in with the fire extinguisher was so yeah. lame. It's like, they fight ghosts. I mean, I, you know, all, all the bad things you and Derek pointed out about the movie, 
they're they're true and I agree with them. But you know, I, like I said, I, I I still appreciate it and enjoy it quite a bit. But uh, just hey, that's good. That's good. We have we have turmoil and conflict on <laughs> fan yeah. uh, uh, I'll just put it like this. I mean, I, I still enjoy it, and I I used to have a fairly big movie poster collection, and I sold off most of it. But the only old posters I kept, like, I only kept, like, three or four. Like, one of those was the original one sheet for Ghostbusters 2, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, everybody has those movies, even if, like, other people disagree. Like, you, you're still gonna love, I mean, um, uh, for example, I still really like, I can't remember, I, uh, yeah, Crawl. Crawl is a weird-ass movie, but I love that fucking spinny thing he threw. Fuck that, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm crazy. I love Death Race 2000. So what the hell do I know? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I mean, everybody everybody has those secret shame movies. That everybody else hates, and you're like, no, you don't know fucking shit. Crawl <laughs> is the fucking bomb. <laughs> Leave Ghostbusters so, yeah. 2 alone. You just got ignore the haters and move on, man. Well, we're making Justin's mascara run. You know? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hose you guys down in some positive slime. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be like Ray at the end. I am Beagle. <laughs> hose him. Oh. And that doesn't help the whole cum cannon thing. You hose him, like really. That's just such a like bad double entendre, sir. Oh man! But goes, the thing about it is, you've heard the laughter this uh, week on this week's podcast. For us to enjoy a, a series this much, it's obviously got to have some excellent, excellent qualities. So, yeah, maybe some of us didn't like Ghostbusters too. As far as the concept, though, I got no hatred for it. Ghostbusters is an awesome film, spun a lot of cool things, and. Yeah, it's definitely part of my childhood and a part of my adulthood. I mean, I can still watch Ghostbusters now and not be, you know, oh, this is nostalgic. There's still stuff I laugh at, obviously. So, I mean, I think that's the best way I can wrap it up. What about you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds great. Um, I Yeah, I like the show. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the cartoon and the, uh, the original movie, and uh, it was nice reminiscing about the toys and everything. So, yeah, that's that's basically how I'd wrap it up. Cool, cool. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would just reiterate that, and you know, if if you really want to uh, end the show on a positive and maybe slightly teasing uh, aspect, uh, I'll just I'll just tell this story really quick. I was at the uh, horror weekend, uh, horror convention in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Uh, I guess it's the first week of October. And Ernie Hudson was there, and I I didn't get a chance to get his autograph or speak to him or anything, but I was... You met Cyborg? (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! (laughs) Um, I I was standing near his uh, autograph table, and I was waiting on a buddy of mine, and I heard a guy come up to him, you know, ask for his autograph, yada, 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 and then... He asked the question. I'm sure he gets asked all the time, and I'm sure he got got asked that question a million times that weekend. What's going on with Ghostbusters three? And he just kind of looked at the guy and smiled and winked. So, you know, take that as you will. Maybe I guess. Either Ernie Hudson was like, "Yeah, we got that shit going on," or "I'm drunk." <laughs> that was that was Ernie Hudson code for you. Soon are gonna see Ah season seven <laughs> Ghostbusters three. 
you know, I didn't know the movie, so you watch the sci-fi channel? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, you know, interpret that as you will. Your own, your your mileage may everyone, vary. Everyone take it as you will. Yes, yes, yes. We neutronized it. You know what that means? A complete particle reversal. And we had the tools, we had the talent. It's Miller time. Excellent, excellent. Uh, excellent Ghostbusters topic. I had so much fun to talk about. We will move on to a, our standard ending theme of the uh, podcast. Uh, we do this every single time on the podcast. I want to say every week, but we've been doing sidecasts, so I can't use that same term anymore. But we do this every time on the podcast. It is our favorite, most awesome, coolest thing ever for this week. Basically, we just talk about something that kind of rocked our world this week. Um, with three people this week, it's probably going to go fast. So keep your ears on and make sure you catch something pretty awesome. So, Justin, something awesome this week. Well, I've I've got two awesome things this week. So um, the first one, um, I I know it's been a while since I've had a book as my awesome thing for the week. And it's not because I've not been reading. It's just because I haven't really read anything that I felt was worth recommending, I guess. Um, but I am reading The Terror by uh, Dan Simmons, and it's very good. It's, uh, it's actually based on a real event where in the 1840s these two ships are trying to find the Northwest Passage, and they kind of get frozen up in the north you know, for several winters. They were and frozen today. <laughs> <laughs> they they went someplace cold. Um, <laughs> they uh. <you> know, <laughs> at, after a while, you know, their their food starts to go bad. They start to you know starve to death, and they're also being uh, stalked by some kind of thing on the ice. But it's not the thing from the movies. Um, it, it's very good so far. It's. I'm recommending it to you, but it's a lengthy book. It's nearly a thousand pages, so you know if if you're put off by lengthy books, you may want to avoid it. But I, you know, I I think it's I think it's worth it in the end. Or get it for the Kindle, and then you won't even know. <laughs> You'll just uh, be like, this is, is a never-ending book. All I hope is like the last line of the book is like just one of the guys going. So cold, so freezing, so cold. <laughs> As his head is chopped off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my a second uh, awesome thing for the week is um, last night I watched the Gokaiger versus Gosager Super Sentai 199 Hero Great Battle movie. Nice. Uh, I want to watch that. Damn, just saying that makes me amped up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I've been looking forward to that since, uh, I guess, early spring when it was first announced. And, you know, I finally watched it last night. I watched it raw without any subtitles, and I still enjoyed it. It was I'm trying to find the words to describe it. Did it blow it. It, your mind? It, it really did. I I mean, you know you know me. I'm a huge Sentai Power Rangers fan, and I've, I've watched quite a bit of Sentai. And I, I always enjoy the, you know, team-up versus movies, and this is probably the best one. Gokaiger and Gosager team, they've pretty much fought and beat every team that came before them in one way or another. You know, it's I won't spoil it and tell you exactly what was going on, but they they kick some ass and there's a lot of uh returning, you know, veterans from previous Sentai. Sometimes they'll they'll have a you know, a large role in a movie 
you can kind of have something to do, but sometimes they'll just have like a brief cameo and, you know, show up and, you know, maybe Go Ranger will show up for a few minutes and just, you know, kind of give Captain Marvelous a pep talk or something. But, you know, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. So I know you have to do it for the Gippero. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers need your help. <laughs> I know you two are, you know, Sentai Power Rangers fans. So I, I think once you get a chance to watch it, you'll, you'll really enjoy it too. Cause I thought it was great. Cool. Yeah, no, you, you obviously you're pretty excited about it. I don't think I've, uh, I've watched something raw in in many 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 moons. Yeah, I think you know, but but yeah, I I when stuff gets subtitled like that, I do uh, definitely check it out from time to time. I did kind of, I will admit, I've, I've kind of fallen behind with uh, with uh, Go Kiger. I think I, I I was watching it up until the twenties, and then like you know, because I was busy doing other stuff, I kind of lost track of it. But I'll I'll catch up. How dare you do everything for fan holes and do your own web web show, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you and your job! It's, it, it's it's hard to read subtitles. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, on on that note, I always do this disclaimer just because I want our fan holes to actually, you know, appreciate Sentai. It's not Power Rangers. You're not going to see cheesy actors. It's it's pretty serious. So it's super Sentai. Yes, and uh, and and the chicks are hot. I know, yes. right? Um, yeah, definitely the, check uh, it out. Yeah, uh, Go Yellow and uh, Go Say Yellow do a little bit of dress up cosplay Woo! near the middle of the movie. That's you know, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what does. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's, it's nothing risque, but it's I'm just like, oh, they look pretty. So <laughs> it's a good tease. Um, yeah, 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 totally, yeah. I, I fully endorse that. The book as well, but still I, I am a little bit bigger of a Sentai fan. The Terror um, by Dan Simmons and the Go Kiger versus Go Seeger film. They will be on the spindle. Maybe. We can get one of them on there. <laughs> Probably. The Go Kiger one is kind of hard. <laughs> um, I, there will be some keychains of Go Kiger and the Terror <laughs> by Dan Simmons. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and go with mine, because uh, mine's kind of a weird pick, I guess. I was talking about this with Justin earlier this week. I didn't really have a lot of interest in seeing this movie in theaters, because I didn't want to spend the money on it. I'm not going to lie. But for a buck, hell yeah, I'll hit my local red box and rent a movie. I picked up Dylan Dog this week, Edge of uh, uh, Night. It's really not bad at all. It's very... Like, it's campy in a good way. It's not cheesy. It just has a really good sense of humor about itself. Uh, as I was telling Justin, it really reminds me of kind of a Whedonverse kind of tale. You have Dylan Dog, played by uh, Brandon Routh, who is basically a supernatural detective. He has a lot of funny things. His uh, friend gets attacked in the first part of the movie, and it's very sad and very, like, you know, he's really distraught. He's like, oh, my friend is dead, and it's because of me. And then later on, he's like, oh, wait, I did some research, and he got attacked by a zombie. So he goes and gives his friends out of the morgue, and he's a zombie for the movie, and he's just like, very funny scenes include like them going to uh, the supermarket, and he's, his friend wakes up in a shopping buggy, and he's like, well, what's going on? I was like, we have to get supplies for your condition. He's like, what happened to me? He's like, well, there's a chop shop, and we got you some parts, and he's like, my arm and he's got like a black man's arm and he's a white dude he's like why is my arm black and he's like we just had to get what we could get that that was the best one they had (laughs) and it's just very very 
tongue in cheek. Um, one of the things I told Justin about this that really impressed me. Brandon Routh, of course, as you know, played uh, Superman in Superman Returns. I was not impressed by Brandon Routh in this movie. I thought he was very creepy. He was very, I don't know, there was something off about him being Superman. However, by watching Dylan Dog with all the detective stuff that he does as this character, and he has a very dry kind of wit, I would totally pick this man for Nightwing in a Batman movie. He has the look, he has the build, and he has hmm. the look of a guy who's a detective. And, yeah, totally check out Dylan Dog. It's, like I said, it's a buck. You can get it on Netflix, you can go get it at your Redbox, or if you got Blue Box, which is Blockbuster. Pick it up. A buck, you get like an hour and 45 minutes of a pretty decent movie. Good stuff. I would pick it up. You want to totally. hear something sad? Is uh, I, I bought uh, Dylan Dog and Priest uh, a couple months ago, and I still I still haven't watched them yet. <laughs> <laughs> so one of these days I'm going to sit down and watch them. Because I, I was just curious because it's based on um, an a Italian. Comic. Oh, Italian. It's an Italian comic, yeah and, yeah. and so I was just curious about the movie and stuff. But I actually, I, I, I lent it to my dad, and he, he watched it. And so, like, it's it's been used now. But, like, did, did he like it, it at least, though? Yeah, he said he said he thought it was okay. Like, he, he it was something, you know, for him, he said it was something to watch, you know, like where he was entertained for a couple hours and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully I'd be able to uh, sit down and actually watch it sometimes. But, um... The, sadly, uh, sadly, I've the, heard Priest is horrible, just to let you know. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the the interesting segue now will be my awesome thing this week also involves uh, Brandon Ralph. Um, I, secret brother! Secret, secret brother alert. <laughs> um, I I got uh, the, uh, the Superman Ultimate Blu-ray set off Amazon because it was like a gold box deal or whatever. Now, for the most part with my rules on stuff where I buy stuff on Blu-ray, I usually try not to buy something I already have on DVD because I think it's kind of a waste. But my uh, my caveat is that I usually, you know, oh, if there's something new or whatever. And so um, for the Superman Returns half of the extended set, because I have, I have like the DVD of the Superman, you know, Ultimate set or whatever, and pretty much it has most of the same stuff. So if you have that DVD set, you could buy this Blu-ray set and chuck the DVD set if you wanted to. Like, it's got all the same stuff on it. But it also has some extra stuff on it. And the the main thing that I was my, pretty much my awesome thing was, well, one, I got it a gold box deal at Amazon. So it was only like, I think, 50 bucks or something. And I guess the standard Amazon price is like 99 bucks. And then I guess if you get in the stores, it's like, what, 110 or 120 or something? I don't know, whatever it is. So I was like, okay, I got a good deal. It's like eight movies for like almost five bucks a piece or whatever it comes out to. You know, uh, for fifty bucks, um, and so uh, the the Superman Returns has all the deleted scenes on it, which is not on the um, Ultimate DVD cut or whatever. And so uh, I got to watch the uh, you know Superman takes his uh, crystal ship to the the you know Krypton and that kind of thing or whatever when he's looking for it. You know, and I I understand why some of those scenes were cut, but. Um, you know, mostly because they had no dialogue and they ran too long. I mean, that's probably the main reasons why they were probably cut out of the film. There's a couple scenes, and I think two of them are really important. There's a there's a really cool scene where he's just in his room and he's looking at pictures of his, you know, of Pa Kent, but it's the same actor from uh, Superman the movie who played him and everything. And then he's like, you know, 
they insert um, the actress who played Martha into all the pictures or whatever. Um, but I, I thought that was kind of important because of the theme and the thematic tone of the movie, the whole father-son thing or whatever, to have that scene in there, even though there was no dialogue and everything. And then the spaceship scene was cool because you could they actually finished it. I mean, it's not like... It's not like it's unfinished with, like, green screen and, you know, you only see, like, oh, look, it's he's in, like, a suit and he's got little laser lights on his face or something like that where it's not, you know, it's not finished. It's actually, you know, a completed scene where he, you know, flies through all the rubble and wreckage and everything. And uh, and that scene, I, I, I understand why, you know, there's no dialogue. It's all his heartbeat. And, uh, and then they get to the big punchline of the scene or whatever. And... Um, I, I just I enjoyed watching that scene and I, I it's too bad that you know I guess because it was too long to get to the payoff to it that they cut it out but that's that's kind of my my awesome thing this week was I I enjoyed watching that and it's kind of rare because most times like you see deleted scenes and you're like yep there's a reason why this shit was deleted and and I understand why the scenes were deleted you know uh, yeah intellectually but you know just from an emotional standpoint i was like i think they would have helped add to the understanding of of the theme of that film a little better and uh, it was kind of neat to see because they they had all the special effects and everything so i i enjoyed it so cool cool um yeah there's there's some pretty good solid picks there a little bit of comics a little bit of uh intellectual reading fair and if you're feeling a little bit antsy and want to do something out of the box I don't know. Do the other thing Justin said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. All all really solid choices. They will have keychains on the spindle. <laughs> By the way, just to let you guys know, um, <clears throat> all of us have projects. Uh, I am working on something right now that I will not disclose too much on, but it is Transformers related. I just wanted to throw a teaser out there. I've been working kind of hard on this, so look for that in the next coming months. I, I don't want to get it started until I get it all nice and tweaked, but look for that from me on the uh, Fan Holes page. Also, we have some outside of the Fan Holes page stuff. That would be from our good friend Derek. He does the History of Comics on Film. A new episode should be coming in the future. I'm not going to give him any pressure at all because he, like I said last time, just watched five fucking seasons of The Hulk. <laughs> Derek. Yeah, I put it on the... Yes. When does the next episode of History of <laughs> Comics on Film coming out? Uh, I, you know what? I Honestly, like, I, I don't know because I don't really plan it like uh, on a set schedule. But I can tell you that I, I started taking notes on uh, The Amazing Spider-Man today. So I'm, I can tell you I'm in pre-production on The Amazing Spider-Man. So basically, it'll be ready when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, Stop pretty much. Stop asking about it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, even though it does sometimes take a little while for those to come out, I will tell you this much. Lots of information. Good, good, like, uh, observations about the show and stuff, how they tie into the comics that they come from. Definitely check it out. It is well worth the wait. Um, that is History of Comics on Film. Uh, Derek, throw out the uh, address for everybody who wants to look it up. Uh, He's got they, a lot of episodes already. So Yeah, yeah. There's there's 48. You can find something. Um, it's uh, <laughs> hocof.blogspot.com. Excellent, excellent. Our friend uh, Justin also has his own blog going right now, but there is stuff going on that's making it go to video. There's always There's already one video version of this. Out. It's called Retrovirus. That's where our good friend Grimlock watches old 
kind of old movies. Uh, was the uh, cutoff date you said to me one time? Nothing beyond 1989. <laughs> 1989. So you get pretty much anything from that point back. Pretty bad horror movies, more or less. And our good friend Grimlock looks at them and tells you why you might not want to watch them or why you might if you have a little bit of a masochistic streak in you. Um, very funny stuff. The video version is out uh, for the uh, one of the first episodes. It's the giant heel monster, or is, or is it also called the Gila monster? <laughs> um, it's very good stuff. Uh, why don't you throw out the uh, address for that, Mr. It is uh, retrovirusmovies.blogspot.com, and the next installment will be the 1965 Hammer Horror film, She. That should be out in about uh, maybe a week or so. Hammer Horror films were known for their interesting gore effects, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Though, this, though She is not really a horror movie, it was just made by Hammer, so I'll, I'll talk about that in the... The review, though. Well, yeah, of course you want to read that. You don't want to hear about it here. Um, <laughs> I don't want Tony to tell you about it. <laughs> he wants to tell you about it. <laughs> uh, don't tell Tony he didn't tell you about it. I saw him tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we have a lot of cool projects coming up for the Fan Holes uh, page. You just got to keep your eyes open and uh, check it out. All right. Hey, uh, and also, we do have an email this week. Our good friend... Uh, We'll call him Cruiser Dave. I don't know if he wants his real name given out. He sent us an email a little while back. Uh, He's from the Bot Talk forums. He's a regular poster there. He was giving us a little bit of criticism for our Star Wars podcast, which we took in stride. And to give the man credit, he took it in stride as well. He uh, had no hard feelings for us picking on him a little bit. I will read his email, though, right now. It is, Dear Fan Holes, first I'd say I'm sorry for being for such a long and kind of caustic email. I really didn't mean to infer that you were illiterate in any way. I can't believe I knew what I'm saying. I can't even read this. However, the <laughs> <laughs> phraseology, uh, you certainly made it sound that way. Anyway, thanks for reading my email on the air and not getting angry with my long Jedi rant. No problem. I did have the high ground, so you didn't have that much of a chance. On an unrelated topic, <laughs> do you guys remember the old Marvel tradition of the no prize? Have you ever won a no prize? Do you know anyone who's won a no prize? Keep up the good work, D. Uh, Cruiser D. Um, I don't know, Derek. I think we have a no prize for him. Would you like to give it to him right now? Uh, yeah, like if you don't know anybody who's who's won a no prize, you can now tell everyone you know that you've won a no prize from the fan holes. So here you go. <laughs> so anyway, there you go, Deke. There's your no prize, and. Uh, yeah, cool. So uh, hopefully we'll see you guys soon next week or the week after that or whenever we release this stuff. I know, right? We'll get it up as soon as possible. Thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate everybody's willingness to talk about the Ghostbusters. I still remain Tony Chainclaw. Hey, this is Derek, Derek WC. And this is Grimlock. And just remember, if the Grundle tries to make you do something naughty, don't listen to him. <laughs> this is Fan Holes. We'll see you next time. By the way, how does that no prize go again? Uh, damn it. It goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't afraid of no ghost to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next time on the Fan Holes Podcast.
Okay, I'll do it. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say peace for you or for anybody. I say peace when I want to. <laughs> you can't tell me to say peace. I saw you say peace. <laughs>